the name of our glorious, crucified, risen, and ascended Lord Jesus Christ. You can come in now. The surgery went well. You may kiss the bride. Here's your new baby. Welcome words, all of these. And the response is clear and automatic. Your dear family member has gone into the hospital and you waited nervously in the waiting room for, to, to find out the results of the surgery. Now they are back in the recovery area. You hear that the surgery went well and you can visit your family member. What do you do? You go in and visit them. The pastor, having pronounced the benediction at the wedding, now invites the groom to kiss the bride. Well, what does he do? He kisses the bride, of course. A new baby has just been born. The nurse places the baby on the mother as she says, here's your new baby. Is the mother going to refuse? No way, no how. She loves and cuddles her newborn. This morning, you have heard even greater words. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. You have heard the Holy Spirit in Hebrews 10 tell you to be Christians. You, the redeemed by the blood of Jesus, your great high priest and your triumphant Lord, come and receive his gifts in his word and sacrament. You who know the, who is the true God and what he has done for you in Christ Jesus, cherish and hold on to the truth of your salvation. You, all of you, together, who at one time were lost sinners condemned to hell, but now are the body of Christ, love your fellow redeemed and encourage each other to live in Christian freedom. Since you are the redeemed in Christ awaiting the last day, when we will all together see him face to face, you now have the sure joy and hope as you gather this morning in the presence of Jesus. Now, in order for you to be more firmly grounded in the joy and hope presented in this lesson, let's, let's explore for a minute the joy that that mother has when she hears, here's your new baby. Her joy is grounded in the past, present, and future. Past. From the moment of her conception, this mother's biology has been geared for this moment. God has made the body of a woman to carry, bear, and care for a baby. And this mother is now grown up. She has met her husband, and God has blessed them with this pregnancy. And as the baby grows inside of her, this mother anticipates the moment when she would hold her baby in her arms. Present, as a man and even as a husband, I do not know the joy of a mother holding her newborn. There's no way I can. That present joy for that mother is, is really incomprehensible. Future. A mother lovingly receives her baby with the anticipation of continuing to hold on to that baby, to nurture her baby, and to raise her baby into adulthood. Her present joy, built on her God-given past, is a joy that, 
is a joy that anticipates a happy future for her treasured little one. This morning you've heard from God's word in Hebrews 10 that points to your reality in Jesus Christ. Now, this whole book of Hebrews is an encouragement, it's a word of encouragement in Christ Jesus. And there's this marvelous verse that, that serves well the whole book in Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And right here in this lesson of Hebrews chapter 10, this is a tremendous high point in this encouragement in Christ Jesus, this whole book about Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, the joy we all have together in Christ is built on the accomplished work of Jesus Christ and his once and for all sacrifice for sins. In this lesson in Hebrews 10, chapter 10, you heard these words, but when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. You all were born into sin and have committed sin after sin. You are sinners and you are before a holy and righteous judge and God does not change. With regard to sin, he speaks the same word as he always has spoken. And yet you live in an age where there's selfish living, living for your own pleasure, living apart from his own holy will in terms of caring for one's neighbor or knowing his will for sexual purity. What he regards as sin is still sin. And without forgiveness of sin, there is still no hope. As the preacher in Hebrews puts it, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hand of a living God. But we do not have to fear. Christ Jesus is our great high priest. He, the eternal Son of God, who is incarnate now, has sacrificed himself on the cross for our sins. He has risen from the dead, and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father in glory. Because of Christ's accomplished work, you now have joy and peace. Today, the present, right now, at whatever time it is at nine o'clock in the morning, nine, nine oh four, whatever it is, on November 14th, 2021, you right now are in the presence of the Holy One, Jesus Christ. We do not come to church just to remember Jesus. Rather, he calls us to be with him in this heavenly gathering. Right now, you are gathered with your fellow saints and with Jesus Christ. He, the great high priest, is present. You heard in this text, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. At the beginning of the divine service um, three, we paraphrase these words. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgive, forgiveness. Today, right now, you have not merely come to church. However, here's what it is. You, the baptized, are with Jesus 
and he forgives your sins and will place into your mouth his own body and his own blood. Later in Hebrews 12, you have a description of where you are when you are in the divine service. You have come to Mount Zion and to the city of a living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable angels and festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Right here, right now, in this sanctuary, you are with Jesus, who calls you his brothers. And you have right now, right, right here, forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation from him. And now you are, are not just a bunch of individuals gathered in a room haphazardly. You are the body of Christ, and these words are addressed to you. It is you together that, that Jesus is, is present with. And why it's so natural for the preacher in Hebrews to call up for you to stir up one another to love and good works. But it's also why there's a stern warning about neglecting or forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. In your ESV translation, you, you have in, in verse 1025, that not neglecting to meet together. It's, rather, it's actually rather weak compared to the Greek. The New King James is much better. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You could even translate the Greek here as not abandoning the assembling of ourselves together. Because as Christians, we do not abandon where Jesus has promised to be, and we do not abandon our brothers and sisters. We are the body of Christ together. And right now, Jesus is present, and he gives us his body and his blood for our salvation. The future, what is our hope? Our hope is grounded surely in Christ, and we will be with Jesus forever. Our desire is to be in his lasting city that he has prepared for us. We are made to be with the Lord. He created us and desires for us to be with him forever. That is why Christ came. That is why Christ died. That is why Christ rose. And that is why Christ ascended. Eternal life is to be with Jesus forever. And God will bring this to pass. There will be a last day, and we anticipate that day when we will be all with, all with him. This world will end with its death, disease, dread, and despair. And all of our sorrow and our heartache will end. We will be with Jesus forever. The Christian lives in hope. He lives in the hope of being with Jesus forever. When we are in the divine service, we are with Jesus. We together right now are in this holy gathering. We are receiving his gifts, and we do receive his peace. But we also know that our bodies are aging and that there's so much pain and suffering in this age. In the divine service, we receive the forgiveness of sins accomplished by Jesus, our great high priest. And we rejoice at being gathered as his saints. But every divine service is also an anticipation of eternal life in his new Jerusalem. 
Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Past, present, and future are all wrapped up together this morning, my brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ has accomplished your salvation. He has won the victory for you. He, the triumphant Lord of all, is present right now with us, and he gives to you his baptized, his body, and his blood. You together are his body, and you together await the last day when Jesus will return and welcome us all into his eternal holy city. This day we have more joy than a mother when she hears, here's your new baby. We hear together, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he's opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. Jesus is Lord, my brothers and sisters. Amen.